from the Atonement Fargo Studios on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast. This crew would really like to hear from you. And to do that, you can submit questions or comments at thatpodcast.net. And now, here is your favorite crew of hosts with That Podcast. I forgot I did that. Yeah. Did you make? Uh, did you just make me do one take? I, I, I you did a couple. Did I? Man, that was bad. I need to redo mine because I listened to it a couple of times, which you should never do. And I'm like, man, I really want to do it. Like, um, remember that old SNL skit, uh, uh, Deep Thoughts or whatever it is, and by Jack. <laughs> just Andy. talk really monotone. <laughs> that podcast. Hello and welcome to that podcast. <laughs> I do now have grab to, your pillow and blanket. <laughs> I do have to admit, I had to double check which buttons I had to press because it's been a little while since we've been in yeah. studio. Sort of back in my comfort zone. Yeah. We're back, and that means... Yep. I got my sound effects box again. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> well, welcome, everybody. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined, as always, by Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah D. Young, and we are back in the studio. No, no Zoom cast. For, for everybody. You know, it was fun doing it on Zoom, but I got to say, um, I, I really like this format better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think I have a face for podcasts. Yep, uh, me too. <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, and it's just fun <laughs> talking. Yep, I agree. I agree. So there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since, since uh, the last time we met. Mm-hmm. The most important of which is someone... Dropped candy corn on my desk. Yes. Mine too. Littered my desk with candy corn. You got the candy corn bomb. I didn't get that, but I did get two and a half pounds of candy corn. You say that like it's a bad thing. Two and a half pounds. Now, thankfully, whoever it was, and I'm, I'm working with our crack team here to go through the surveillance footage to find out who it was. But I do have to say thank you to whoever it was because they also dropped off uh, planters peanuts mixed with Reese's mm-hmm. pieces too. So yeah, big Look. thank you for whoever candy corn bombed <laughs> the candy corn bomb. So you didn't get the two and a half pound bag? No, no, I got Reese's, a bag like, of Reese's, uh, Reese's peanut butter bats. So like Halloween okay. Reese's, it was so good. And then I got uh, the nice mix of candy corn and peanuts, mm-hmm. and didn't have the the um, hot tamales in it, but it had uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah, well, the mix was good. I got the yeah. mix too. Well, and I brought it home and shared it with my family, and it did not stand a chance. They oh, could not yeah. get they could not get it down fast enough. So well, thank you, whoever uh, put that together. The plan is working. More people are liking candy corn. Well, <laughs> I I spoke to the. Indirectly to the person who dropped this off. And I told Indirectly them, to the person. This is an inside job. And I told Obviously. them about Ryan's desire to check the security footage. And I stand by their statement that they had said, yeah, is it Ryan's job? Is it in Ryan's job description to review security footage? After all, nothing was stolen. Tell Ryan unless there was theft or vandalism, security footage is not allowed to be made a big brother tool. Say, do you well, have a job description? I, I thought it was just like. Ryan Janky, everything. Like well, under- yes. a, uh, they handed me a blank piece of paper and said, fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, security footage 
monitor is on the list. That Actually, I don't know if anything was taken or not. That's why I have to review the footage. Maybe that what? picture of your family at your desk was. Now you're trying to get me in trouble at home, Sarah, and I don't appreciate this. <laughs> now, my candy corn is still on my desk because if I can't come up with anything on the surveillance footage, I've watched the old, the old, uh, the old videos where you take the piece of tape and you and you try to get uh, fingerprints that way. So you're going to grab some fingerprints because it's a convicted criminal that you mm -hmm. think has dropped off the candy corn. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a convicted criminal at all. I don't believe that. But I believe they call it a waste of resources. Now you're trying to get me in trouble in the main <laughs> office. <laughs> I'm in trouble at home and here. Maybe we should just move along. <laughs> Just eat your candy corn and say thank you. <laughs> we need to put a, uh, what is it, what are those uh, rings on the front of your office door? <laughs> I should have one. A ring one. doorbell. <laughs> a ring doorbell. That would yep. be great. Uh, no, really, whoever it was, thank you. That was, yes. that was nice. That was a nice gift. Nice surprise coming mm -hmm. in to find that. So thank you very much. Um, did anything else happen over the week that we need to talk about? I don't or? think so. Pretty light. Pretty, pretty quiet. Pretty light week. Okay. Did you guys trick or treat? We, I didn't, but we had a couple kids who showed up, and I haven't showed anybody a picture of this. So my roommates, who I live with, have an English Mastiff, and we went full white people, and we dressed her up as Hercules from the Sandlot. Oh, cool! And nice. That was a, the best. I have a picture of it. Nice. Well, you're gonna have to. I'll I'll insert it in the comments. You're gonna have to. Um. So we did not. We we didn't. My kids. I don't know if I talked about this last week or not, but my kids don't trick or treat anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and your kids are older. What's that? Your kids are older. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and but they do usually like to hand out candy, but this year uh, we we didn't do that either. So you know the drill: if somebody's light is on, you can go and ring the doorbell, and if it's mm -hmm. not, you got to pass on to the next place. So yep. we're like, well, we're safe. We were just gonna watch watch some stuff on TV, you know, and just chill out. Well, all of a sudden somebody's banging on the door and I'm going, no etiquette anymore. There's no etiquette <laughs> around here. Who was it? Well, I don't know who it was, but oh. what somebody, and it wasn't me, somebody left the light on outside. <laughs> did you have any candy? Oh, I, well. Did you and, sacrifice and much, your wife's much, uh, Mountain did Dews the mountain, again? Yeah, I was going to oh. say, did the Mountain Dew come out? Oh, man. And you guys are putting the pressure on me. <laughs> Uh, no, no, um, um, much to the chagrin of my children, the candy that they got from their grandma had to take a little hit. So well, the oh, other move is... Well, is I didn't have the candy corn by then. The other move would be just to everyone sit still, turn off all the lights. <laughs> yep. Nobody's home. Crawl down the stairs and reach <laughs> up and just flip the light off. <laughs> would that be noticeable at all? <laughs> Nope, uh, the kids had to take a hit on their stash, but, you know. I think we had two, maybe three groups of kids mm -hmm. from our neighborhood that, that came to the house, but Dylan and I went trick-or-treat, and he's he's in his prime. Yeah. You know, he's, oh, yeah. Uh, six years old, this is like, this is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, uh, and he had the best kind of like, in my opinion, pandemic costume, because mm -hmm. he went as a ninja. It already has oh. a built-in mask. Oh, so, yeah. 
and it was so cold that uh, we 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 did it the way you do it in North Dakota. Um, we stayed in the car, and I drove him from house to house, <laughs> yep. and he would jump out, run up, say trick or treat, get 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 the goodies, and race back, back in. into the car, and we thaw, and then drive to the next house. Yep. You know, I never thought of this until just right now, and may, this is a good time to to maybe test this out. Is there any correlation between the good candy houses and the houses that really go all out for decorating for Christmas? I wonder. Interesting. Yeah. We could we could check that out. Mm-hmm. We could tour. Because then you just get your map out and say, well, these people had all the good decorations mm-hmm. last year. And then, you know, you don't get a rock. Or Yeah, yeah. They, they gave out the full candy bars <laughs> yeah. at uh, these at people. Yeah. Now, I can tell you that uh, the Mountain Dew apartment had no Christmas decorations <laughs> that year. Well, I just learned this year from... My roommates, Lacey and Bob, who I lived with, because I didn't buy any candy. I used leftover suckers from wedding festivities for my sister. And Lacey told me, she goes, you can't hand out dum-dums. That's such a garbage candy to get. I was like, That's true. Yep. What? It's one step above candy corn. <laughs> There's 18 flavors to choose from. That's the only reason that it's one step above is there's different flavors. I got I'm going home. I got uh, what is it the kids say today? I I, I got I don't know. They static. say a lot of things we can't repeat here. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got uh, uh, a hard time was given to me by my by my high schooler because I picked um, the candy that was a bag of of course Reese's peanut butter cups mm-hmm. like Hershey's and whatever the other brand is. I got one of both of those. So so there was M and M's, there was Hershey's, there was Snickers. It was all it was all the good mm-hmm. Mars. Mm-hmm. Is it the yeah. Mars? Yeah, yeah, Mars. And so everything was had chocolate in it and you know, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Well, she was like, Dad, why didn't you get something with a bit more of a variety? Like Smarties mm. and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, I got the top of the line <laughs> good candy here yeah. and you want just a little little you know, pixie sticks and yeah. stuff like that. That's what she wanted. So hmm. kids these days and yeah. the, the, the choices that they make, I don't know if I agree with them. Yeah. Well, maybe we're partly responsible for that, for handing out the smarties during service. And well, there you go. She's been, mm-hmm. she's been without for blame her church. Yeah. She's going into, <laughs> yeah. into withdrawal. <laughs> Got the shake. She just needs a children's message and a smarty <laughs> tie her over. Yep. She's good to go. <laughs> Oh, too good. Too good. So what what do you want to talk about today? We have a question. We actually have a question that we didn't get to last time. Well, do we want to get into the question or do we want to get into just kind of uh, talking a little bit about the election that has just happened in mm-hmm. in uh, in our neck of the woods and I guess probably in other neck of the woods? All over the, the place, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's it's election 2020. Yeah. Of all the things to happen in 2020. Well, and just the cherry on top. Yeah, right. Twenty twenty is not done with us yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of the coverage before I came in. It, we may not know. I mean, we might find out at halftime of the Sunday night football game this week what what the results were. It's uh, slow going in some areas. I think you're right. I don't think we're going to know for a while. I think both sides are going to say they won, and it's going to go to the courts. Yeah. Yeah. There's already been talk of that. There's um, actually in Pennsylvania, 
Um, they went today. Now we're recording this on Thursday the 5th, but they went to um, their went to regular administrative duties today. They're not even counting today because there's a batch of votes that are being contested. Yeah. Because there was, I, I think it had something to do with votes that were, or ballots that were sent to the same people twice, mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, so they're not even going to resume counting until tomorrow, Friday. Well, before we get into any of that that details, I want to know, what was your voting experience like mm. this year? And for our international listeners, if they don't know, we just had a major election in the United States mm-hmm. uh, for the president, for a bunch of senators and for the House of Representatives as well as local mm-hmm. principalities and so on. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, All of our international listeners. Yep. <laughs> this, the, the millions and millions, isn't that what The Rock would say? <laughs> millions and millions <laughs> of that podcast fans. Uh, I have to say that mine was, mine was fantastic. Um, I voted the day before. Um, I, I voted on Monday, which is only the second time that I that I voted outside of Tuesday on an election day. You've always voted day of, huh? Uh, always voted day of. Um, prior to this year, the only other time that I did not vote day of was when Tabitha had to, she was working out of town election day. So we went in early mm-hmm. because she was, um, she flew out maybe that morning or the or the Monday before. But this year, um, she was uh, working extended hours and, and didn't go in, um, and so I went early. And it, I was in and out in, gosh, 10 minutes. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, um, they so you, you walk in, they have you come in one door, exit a completely different door, so nobody's passing each other. And I walked in and, uh, you know, they have it marked where you can stand and see so you're, you're all six feet apart from everybody. And um, uh, they directed me where to go. I went over, I got, um, let's see, they, they had a little like plexiglass, a uh, piece of plexiglass where you would take your driver's license and set it in there so that they could just scan it. Yes. So they didn't have to touch your driver's license. Then after they do that, uh, they send you to another, let's see, They I think they gave me, I did electronic voting, which I've never done that before either, and I was a little bit like, um, I don't know, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. So you had the you, you did have the choice, though. You could do electronic or fill in the oval, old school way. Mm-hmm. And um, so she gave me the blank, a blank piece of paper and, and put her signature on it. Or did she or the next guy? I can't remember now. But she gave me that blank piece of paper, and I go. I went and saw the next guy, and the next guy took me to a kiosk, and he. I got. I took a pen that was in a plastic sleeve, you know. So and it's. I uh, got. Uh, it had a stylus on the end, and he took me over to the little kiosk, and I went through, you know, a tap 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 taparoo everybody that I wanted, and <laughs> and uh, before give that it a little tappy, yeah, yeah, a, a, tap, a, tap, a, tap, a tap tap taparoo. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, f- before I did that though, he took that, that blank piece of paper, which was, uh, you know, rectangle shape, put that in the machine. And then I went through and then when I was done, I clicked finish or whatever, and it spit it back mm-hmm. out to me with everything printed on there. Mm-hmm. And then I put that in the sleeve so nobody can see who I voted for and walked over and put it in with all the other traditional votes. And so 
There is a paper trail, which... And, and you do it yourself the entire way. Yep, yeah. you do it yourself the entire way. Yeah. Yep. So so there was a paper trail, which I was happy about mm-hmm. because I was like, well, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, and it was great. You know, 10 minutes in and out, boom, boom, done. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sarah? Mine was, was mine was same. I probably 10 minutes in and out, the only hiccup that I ran into was that my driver's license is from when I lived in my apartment and... I live in a house now, so, but thankfully I had something with my address, and I do have to highlight, the le- the guy who gave me my sticker after I handed him my ballot asked me, he goes, do you know who the most important voter is here today? And I was like, who? Like, <laughs> what, you, what who, celebrity do we yeah, have who in here I right miss? now? Like, and he goes, you are. And that just, like, that warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. I, that's good. And that's, like, top-notch election service. <laughs> Absolutely. That'll make you vote again, exactly. right? Exactly. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to go back to see if I can find that guy yeah. again. Yeah, that was my experience too. I, originally, I was planning on voting here because Atonement's been a polling place in the past, I guess, for quite mm-hmm. some time. Yeah, long time. Um, so I was thinking, oh, this would be great. Day, day of, of voting, I'll just head out of my office and go get in line. And then found out that we weren't going to be a polling place because the polling place is in Fargo. Had to be able to... Uh, cater to early voting as well. And mm-hmm. we just weren't able to do that for the amount of time that was needed. So I, I ended up going online and looking for my local polling place. And there was like six or seven of them yeah. around town. So I just drove down to the to the Ramada Inn and I was in and out and just like you guys, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, almost uh, I think the exact same experience that that uh, you had, Ryan, everything that you said. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, as I was leaving, I said to this guy, because... The last time I voted, this is the first time I voted in North Dakota. The last time I voted, it was in North Carolina, and I stood in line for two hours oh, to vote wow. in 2016. So, day, day of. Day of, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, glad I'm not in North Carolina <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but when once I was done, as I was leaving, the guy gave me the sticker, and I, I just said to him, I said, you know, this has been the best voting mm-hmm. experience I have ever had. Um, it was just so smooth and so helpful. And I said, thank you to him. And he he said, you're welcome. I think one of the processes that, you know, COVID has us rethinking kind of how we do everything and the ease of more people are going to want to come out and vote, the easier the process is. And Mm -hmm. that early voting in Fargo, you could show up to whichever one. It didn't matter Yep. if it was in your neighborhood or not. And you were able to vote. And I feel like that's one of those things that we've never had to reconsider because it's how we've always done it but we haven't it's been a change for the better yep Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it was easy Mm -hmm. so now if just the rest of the country can follow the the pattern of north dakota uh -hmm. (laughs) holy smokes (laughs) but you know one one thing um that and i've seen this other places too but after the 2000 election florida really i mean they really got their their process together. Their because, game together, yeah. Because yeah, they were done that night, I think, right? Weren't they done on, well, obviously it would have yeah, been. Yeah, I think so. It would have been Wednesday morning, or very, very early Wednesday morning. They, mm-hmm. they were done. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Florida really has, it's taken them 20 years, but they've really mm-hmm. <laughs> straightened out their game. I, and, and, you know, they have to. And I think a lot of other places, you know, the nice thing about North Dakota is we don't have, the gigantic numbers in really packed metropolises, mm-hmm. you know, um, Fargo-Moorhead is is the biggest metro area, 
um, probably the only one, the only metro area in North Dakota. But it's not, it's not like a like a Philadelphia or right. an Atlanta or you know these places where you're talking millions of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a blessing that we have here. Um, in other places, doing the things that Florida is doing that Florida has been preparing to do for 20 years because of the experience in 2000, a lot of these other big places, I don't think like, like Pennsylvania is a good example. Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. I don't think really had worked out the bugs as to how to do early voting and mail-in voting and right. keep it all in tracks to, mm-hmm. to get the, the counts in or these other, you know, these other States that are continuing to have to, Count, count, count. Yeah. Know. Well, it's a new new thing for everybody. Plus, it's it's got to be record numbers of people coming out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's what like that's what they were saying on all the... 130 mm-hmm. million, I think, so far across the country have been counted. Wow. So. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder, too. Like, we have, what, 330, 340 million people in this country? Something like that. How many are kids? How many are voting adults? Mm-hmm. Not sure. So, I, I, I'd just be curious, to, of all of the eligible voters out there how many actually voted yeah how many mm-hmm. actually voted I'd, I'd be curious to know that number actually there's over 140 million who have voted so far out of how many potential uh 18 year olds and up yeah I'd, 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 I'd have to do some quick look in here mm-hmm. so um but yeah it's it, uh oh well uh, i'll i'll get to that in a little bit but the most trusted news source already called the election Oh, who won? They well, they said that Christ is still sitting on his throne. Yes, yeah, that's they, good they, news. They called it pretty early. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we we could we we certainly don't want to get into a Republican or Democrat no fist fight, as it seems like the rest of of our country has been in for quite some time. Um, I think I think as Christians, it's always good to get back to that. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Regardless of who's in the White House or the governor's mansion, Jesus is risen. Jesus is Lord. Uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh, and that's really where our hope lies. From that point, it's it's you know it's voting your conscience and it's voting who you think is is the best person for the job. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about living in a, in a democracy and, and we live, live in a constitutional Republic where we get to have a peaceful revolution every two to four years to six, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's a pretty amazing thing. And we've always had a peaceful, um, transition of, of authority of power. And, uh, I think that's something that regardless of all of the Hubaloo in 2020 and and the angst and the fear and just everything that people mm-hmm. are, are feeling. We are a very divided country politically, um, but in the end, we're, we're all Americans. And for Christians, uh, first and foremost, uh, as a Christian, you're following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, once you think about it in that way, one of the things that I always, I kind of have to laugh at myself because... I, I'm so good at trusting God about being like, yep, no matter, I don't care who's in the White House, who's ever is where, like, God is in control. But then there are times with, like, me personally where I'm like, well, oh, I don't know. But <laughs> it's nice to think about, you know, if you're a Christian, it doesn't matter. Or even if you're not a Christian, it doesn't matter who's in charge. You can change your own world by your own actions, your own 
choices that you make and you can make your own world a better place by your own actions. So right, right. Nobody's stopping you from that. Yeah, and when you think about like elections and political parties and so on, um, it's very easy, in fact, we're encouraged to do this, to label ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a progressive mm-hmm. or I'm a conservative. I mean, um, I, I'm neither a Republican or a Democrat uh, on the back, you know, I'm, I'm not a card-carrying member of either party, but if I was to label my political worldview, I'm fairly libertarian, mm-hmm. but my libertarianism is limited by my Christianity. Mm-hmm. So I'm as, I'm as right. libertarian as my Christianity allows me to be. And right. that, what that means is that I want um, maximum freedom with the most minimum possible government. Mm-hmm. And in our country, a democratic republic... There's always this tension when you when you get down to the brass tacks of what actually matters and what the differences are between the two major parties. It's always a tension between a balance of freedom or liberty and security, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the Republicans are thought to be the party that's more about liberty, and the Democrats are thought to be more the party of security. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of this tension going back and forth, but. Uh, but those are kind of the positive aspects that I want to focus on rather than the negative aspects. And every election, we're moving somewhere along that balance between being secure and safe and freedom mm-hmm. and what that looks like. Yeah. I just looked, and there's roughly, in 2018, there was about 233 million eligible yeah. voters. They expected, com- coming into this election, 150 million, which they're not going to be far off. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many, mm-hmm. how many votes are left to count in the, what, six states that are sort of mm-hmm. left to call, but, you know, we're going to be close to that 150 million. From what I, I could see in the numbers, it looked like both candidates have exceeded, like broken the record mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for both parties, you know? Yep. Uh, Joe Joe Biden, I think, has gotten more votes than any other candidate in history, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump this year has gotten more votes for a Republican than I think ever that, in history. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. It's crazy too, just for me to think about an eligible eighteen-year-old voter was somebody who was born in two thousand and two. <laughs> like it's twenty twenty, <laughs> and in my, I just can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> Just the look in your eyes when that hits you, it's like, ugh. You are I'm, exceedingly I'm slowly grasping, old. turning old. <laughs> You're just seeing the breakdown right now. That means that, that, am I right about this, that those who voted were born after 9-11? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, wow. And I don't want to give too much away but we each have children who will be able to vote in the next presidential election. I know you told How me that. How scary just is a that? Couple days ago. Man. <laughs> okay, I feel better. Thanks guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. No, I th- I think you're right though, DJ in that we are regardless of what happens and and whether I'm using air quotes now our guy got elected or not. Every 4 years, every 2 years we have a chance to make a change, mm-hmm. change it. Do something different. Yeah, I, I like and this. We're blessed. I don't know who said it, but it, I think it was one of the founding fathers, or maybe it was Johnny Carson. I have no idea. <laughs> but <laughs> Not I've, far heard, off. I've heard this quote of someone saying something like, in America, we always get it wrong, 
but then we always make it right. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so. And Christ still sits on his throne. And Christ mm-hmm. still sits on his throne. As called by the bee. <laughs> who 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 are also boasting to be a hundred percent more accurate than pollsters? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, they're a hundred percent accurate. Christ is on His throne. Christ, yep. Christ is victorious. That's what it says in, in you know the conclusion of the Bible in Revelation. That's the main point. The word for victory in um, Greek is is um, well in Latin the word is is Nikos or Nike. It's where we get you know it's it's where they get the shoes. Mm-hmm. Comes from uh, the word victory, and in Roman times that was kind of like their symbol of like we have the Statue of Liberty, which represents the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Land mm-hmm. of Liberty, right? Mm-hmm. In Rome, their symbol was was like a statue of the goddess Nike, Nikos who was the goddess of victory mm-hmm. because victory was the primary value of Rome, you know, very warlike. And so in Revelation, the point that's being made over and over again is not that Rome is victorious or political powers are victorious or the 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 evil behind worldly power, sin, death, and the devil are victorious. It's that Jesus is victorious. And that comes up over and over and over again in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so neat, and it's something to to hold on to and, and remember that, you know, uh, Nike, just do it, just go mm-hmm. vote, mm-hmm. but remember that Christ is victorious regardless of of the circumstances. Now, we we should always resist evil and mm-hmm. corruption and abuse of power, um, but when when kind of my rule of thumb when I go to vote is whoever the candidates are. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get real. They're, they're politicians. They're fallible people. I don't think you want to elect um, a holy man, per se. Mm-hmm. But you want to elect good, reasonable um, governors, mm-hmm. um, you know, people who, who will set the stage to allow you to have the maximum amount of freedom and security to live out your callings in your life and to worship God um, and, and and to succeed as much as possible. I think that's what everybody ultimately wants wants to have. And I think for Christians, it's important to keep that in mind, that the people that we vote for are going to be fallible humans because we're all sinners, um, but are they good governors? Right. And, and is their governing giving you the maximum amount of liberty and security that you need to flourish. Right. Okay. Hopefully no one would disagree with that. I I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully not. So any other thoughts on the election or anything? I'm glad it's over. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I am too. it's a relief. 2020 is, we still got a, a month left, so I think Godzilla is going to rise out of the... Yeah. Uh, At this point, Sasquatch, like Bigfoot, just must be roaming the streets. Like, what's the worst that can happen? They catch me? Yeah. I was thinking of all the things that have happened in 2020. Man, there's been some, there's been stuff I forgot about. I, I forgot about murder hornets, but I guess, yeah. uh, you know, I was never Washington. affected by... 
Is awesome. That, yeah. They, they, well, thankfully, that's maybe they can't fly above the Rockies. So <laughs> that's too high up. <laughs> Supposedly, they found the nest and were able to get rid of them, get rid of those murder hornets in the United States. Well, they eat them in they Japan. They used, if I remember right, they used dental floss. Yes. They used dental floss to take care of the problem. I can't remember the specifics, though. Do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember when, when the report came out, murder hornets, it was like, a <laughs> big to shock to people. And then I found out that in Asia, they eat them. Like they're just, yeah. they, they've they're gotten used to being anything. around. And so <laughs> I don't think they eat them like <laughs> pluck them out of thin air, but snack. <laughs> you know, put them on the barbecue a little bit and eat them up. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah what else, uh, we, there were wildfires. There was mm-hmm. a bunch of hurricanes. Tiger King. Tiger King. <laughs> was Tiger King 2020? <laughs> yeah. Carol Baskin. Man, that seems like forever <laughs> ago that I watched that. Wow. That's right, because we talked about it on one yeah, of our did. first mm-hmm. episodes. That's well, right. Well, and that just goes to, to speak about how long we've been in the COVID. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Still going on. Huh. Time is an illusion. Man, Zoom meetings and all kinds of stuff. So, well, we have a, we have a question. Um, and actually, this one comes from me, uh, DJ. Oh, you wrote the question. I wrote the question. All right. This is a question I've had for a while. Um, ever since you were teaching confirmation, I think last year, must mm-hmm. have been last year. And now I'm, go- I'm going to, uh, obviously you, you phrased it differently, but I'll give you what I remember and then you just you just take the ball and run. Okay. But I remember you saying that without... Jesus, mm-hmm. we would not be able to tell the difference between God and Satan. Yes. All right. Yeah, and I'll give you a real simple answer. Okay. 2020. <laughs> Take Jesus out of the equation. <laughs> Can you tell a difference between <laughs> God and Satan in 2020? <laughs> any any things that I anything that I say that usually hits home with someone is not an original thought that I had. Uh, <laughs> that statement comes directly from Martin Luther, okay, uh, who makes the point that without Jesus, see, Jesus is where God is revealed. Now, outside of Jesus, God's hidden. God is of your own imagination, and God is outside of your understanding, and he always seems like wrath. And the the way that we engage with the hidden God is by trying to placate that God so that he won't have bad stuff happen to us. Mm. It's every religion throughout human history except for Christianity. Because every other religion says, follow these rules, do what we tell you to do, and then God, the God who's hidden from us, mm-hmm. will be will be good to you. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you could argue that that's kind of the, the language of, of Proverbs, but Proverbs speaks like this. If you follow these rules, um, things will turn out well for you most of the time, Mm -hmm. but religions will say, follow our rules and things will turn out well for you all of the time, whatever that may be. Buddhism is about learning to endure and remove suffering mm-hmm. by re, by freeing yourself from worldly desires and passions. Um, 
Islam is about submitting to the will of Allah. Well, who is Allah? Allah is God, but God is hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even um, even Judaism falls along that same line where God is, uh, 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 I am the Lord your God, the Lord alone. Um, God is is hidden. He's removed. He's in the dark place in the temple. When you go back to to um, uh, temple Judaism, two thousand years ago, um, but God's hidden in Christianity. God is revealed through Jesus, and it's not about what we do to please Jesus. It's about what Jesus does for us that puts us in a right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So, in Jesus, you see God's true self, His loving, kind heart for you. Without Jesus, all bets are off. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Because God's hidden. Okay. And so for us, there is no difference in our eyes with Jesus removed um, between God and the devil. We're just seeking to placate um, all powerful forces that inevitably crush us. Mm. And the human existence is defined by suffering and the reality that someday you will cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, Christianity breaks in upon all of that and speaks to, no, God does not want to be wrathful, throwing thunderbolts from the sky at you. God wants to be in a loving relationship with you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that there isn't going to be suffering because this world is sinful and broken, um, and we are sinners. But that God already has a plan in place for you in order to free you from all of that, to set you free. Um, That's the difference between what's called a theology of the cross and a theology of glory. A theology of the cross, as my teacher Gerhard Furdy put it, is, is really kind of a misnomer because it's not an idea. It's something you experience. You, there are theologians of the cross. Mm-hmm. Because you experience it. And that's knowing God not in his glory that you can placate in some way, but in his son on the cross who died for you. It's it's the theology of St. Paul that I, I knew before you, Christ crucified only. Um, Martin Luther said that a theologian of the cross is... Um, an antithesis to the much more common theology of glory in the world, which is just what I what I shared. Finding ways to glorify myself and placate God so that good stuff comes my way. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther said that a theologian of glory calls the good bad and the bad good. A theologian of the cross calls the thing what it is. And so what what do we confess? We confess that we are sinners, captive to sin, who cannot save ourselves. And yet God, even while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for our sake in our place on our behalf and is risen. And because he is risen, we are now in a new and right relationship with God where God no longer needs to be feared and placated, but God is um, as close to you as a loving parent is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. I get it now that um, why you you know you need Jesus to to see experience God's love 
in a concrete way. In a concrete way. Otherwise, it's all abstract. I mean, every other religion talks about God being loving, Mm -hmm. but it's abstract. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus is God concretely coming and showing and doing his love for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't... I don't know if any other religion would even make that case. Mm-hmm. Rather, God is loving, and you need to live up to God's expectations and standards, and maybe that looks like loving your neighbor. Uh, in Christianity, we love our neighbor not because we're seeking to placate God, but we love our neighbor because God first loved us. And so why wouldn't we want to love our neighbor? Mm-hmm. Because that's how God intends things to be. Like the entire Christian life can be, if you wanted to break it down into what do I have to do? Well, you have to love God and you have to love people. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, is that it? Is that it? Uh, <laughs> loving other people means means denying yourself, becoming selfless. Yeah. Uh, loving God means that you get to, you have to stop being your own God and let God be your God. So it's not yeah, as easy as it sounds. <laughs> can be tough. <laughs> that's why Christ has to do it. That's why yeah. Christ does it, so that we are free to be who we are intended to be, mm-hmm. God's good creation. Yeah. Um, I had a thought, and now it, now it's escaping me, but it, it, um, in terms of, of God's, I mean, you know, anything can be, including, you know, election coverage. <laughs> We will make it. We we have such God shaped holes in our in ourselves that we will make an idol out of anything. Mm-hmm. And what is your God? It's your ultimate concern. It's what you rely on. Yeah. It's what you're hoping in. It's um especially when times gets tough. It's what you turn to. Yeah. And uh, God doesn't just have to be some mythical deity. Uh, you know, when you think about the myths of the Greeks and the Romans and and the Canaanites they would look at nature and with pre-scientific minds would look at the sun moving across the sky and say, that, that must be Apollo driving mm-hmm. his chariot. And, and at nighttime, his sister Athena, I think it's Athena. No, his sister uh, Artemis, his twin sister, sister Artemis is the moon. And so they would look at natural inclinations. And if you go back, I was reading this book, if you go back in the syntax, of these words, Zeus originally, when you go back to Sanskrit, meant like sky. Mm-hmm. Well, in time, it became a deity that people worshipped mm-hmm. and tried to placate. Well, we still do that today with all kinds of idols. It's what the Bible means by idol. You're you're idolizing this, mm-hmm. and you put that in place of God. And we're all tempted to do it. That's why we're sinners. Yeah, um, I'm going to ask you a question that I asked the guys last night because uh, you come up with this curriculum for, oh. for confirmation. <laughs> and, I, and I'm interested in, in your answer that I asked the, these guys. Um, how do you picture God? How do I picture God? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, when I think of, like, God, I, I can get a little lost in, like, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. so in my head, I picture uh, God as he's seen in The Simpsons. <laughs> you know, gigantic sandals, long white robe, and you just see his feet. Yeah. You don't you never see his face. But but it's different when I think of Jesus. That's what I think of when I think of God. Mm. Cuz that's where God reveals himself. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what does Jesus look like? Well, we'll find out when you mm-hmm. receive your heavenly reward. <laughs> uh, you know, but I I think of the kind of what I grew up with imagery of Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. So what about you, Sarah? Well, can I flip the question on you really quick? Did any of your guys say, I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt from the line from Talladega nights? No, oh. <laughs> no, they were all born, uh, after 2000. Not an excuse. So. It's too old of a <laughs> reference for them. Actually, they had some really, they had some really neat, um, neat, answers and you know i won't name any of them to give their specifically their answers but uh, one of them said well the bible says he was we were created in his image so i think of you know i think mm-hmm. he would look like like one of us mm-hmm. so and and they had some they had some other good answers to that too but yeah it was a great mm-hmm. question that was probably the 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 question that kept the conversation going the longest I uh, think. out of the 25 questions <laughs> i send out <laughs> Yeah. That one was good. Yeah. <laughs> one out of 25. It's not bad. That's not what I meant. Now I'm in trouble in DJ's office. Been getting in trouble Man. this whole episode. Can we get you in trouble anywhere else? <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out if there's a way. I think we can tag the IRS maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. Sheesh. Hit the red button. <laughs> All right, you didn't answer now. Um, I feel like I'm the same. I, I know that... Um, geographically, it's probably not right, but I imagine Jesus in Birkenstock-style sandals, long, right. wavy hair, kind of the Fabio-ish. But I feel like Jesus is hard. Surfer Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Surfer Jesus. I don't know. I feel like I never picture what Jesus looks like, more like kind of the, yeah, not like the feeling that he would give me, but like it kind of reminds me of my dad. Like yeah. not very outspoken, but like stoic, Comforting presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, who else has played Jesus over the years? So, uh, do you remember the the movie Flash Gordon? Uh, I, I from the Great Queen soundtrack is the best part of the movie. I'm aware of it. I never saw it. Okay, the guy who's the main bad guy. And now you guys got to go YouTube this. Uh, Ming the Merciless was originally, I think, Jesus in like the greatest story ever told from the 60s. Hmm. Those are the only two things that I've seen that actor in. He's a famous actor, and I I, I, I know he's been in other stuff. Um, but yeah, Ming the Merciless uh, uh, played Jesus in the 60s. Huh. Um, there is... Christian Bale played Jesus. Really? I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, he played Jesus. He played Moses too. He played Jesus in a movie called um, what is Mary? I'm only getting half the name here. I'll have to look it up. Um, but he he played Jesus, and so did see if you and McGregor. You and McGregor played oh. Jesus. Huh? Yeah. Will Ferrell in the movie Superstar. I never saw that movie. Oh, yep. Okay. Liam Neeson. Have you seen the movie Ghost? Uh, With Patrick Swayze? Swayze? A long time ago. So the bad guy in that movie Mm -hmm. plays my favorite movie Jesus of all time in a movie called Joshua, which Mm -hmm. 
which was based on a book oh. by a guy named Joseph Gerzon, which uh, is about, I think I'm saying his name wrong, but it, it's, it's this idea that um, what if Jesus were to come back between now and the end times, not for the end times, but just to observe, just to, to mm. visit, and he visits a town and he, d- the movie Joshua is based on that book. And that actor who's the bad guy in Ghost does a, does a great job. Um, of seeing what Jesus might be like in a contemporary, huh. contemporary day. So it, the the name it was a TV movie that Christian Bale played Jesus in called Mary Mother of Jesus in 1999. Hmm. I didn't know that. Willem Dafoe also played Jesus. Yeah, Last cool. Temptation of Jesus Christ. So we have Batman and we have the Green Goblin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Ming the Merciless. And Jeremy Sisto played him. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Technically, Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman played God. Played God, but you know, uh, for Christians, God is mm-hmm. Jesus. So true. Um, Bruce Marciano. I almost thought it said Ralph Macchio, but I don't think <laughs> Ralph Macchio's ever played Jesus in <laughs> in any capacity. <laughs> that's interesting. This is a long list of people. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So. So what does Jesus look like for you, Ryan? Oh. It, the question was, what is what? How do you oh, picture God? How do you picture God? Well, I I told the guys the same the same along the same lines as the Simpsons, right? Well, sort of just the not Santa Claus, but you know, a, a, a old man with a big white beard and mm-hmm. and uh, flowing robes and yeah, glowing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the the sort of the the image we get when we're a kid. Yeah. yeah. Be interested to to hear what other people, how other people mm-hmm. picture God. Put that in the comments section. All like, right. subscribe, and then write in the comments section how, how you, you picture God. How you picture God. Yeah. So, all righty. Well, I think I think we uh, I think we did enough damage for today. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you all for joining us. Um, uh, DJ, would you mind praying us out? I'd today? love to. Dear God, we thank you for this time together, and we thank you for the gift of life and friends. Um, We ask, Lord, that you would help our country, um, help our people uh, as we continue in this season of COVID, as we go through this election transition. Um, Let us remember that we are all made in your image, and that means that we are called to care for one another because of the individual value that you have placed on each and every person. Um, Bless us, keep us, uh, until we meet again. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, thanks for joining us. Remember, find us online, atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, and the YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. And that's it for today. For Pastor DJ Lura, Sarah DeYoung, I'm Ryan Janke, and join us next week for another riveting episode of that podcast.